Welcome to the Lives of Courage podcast with me, Jessica Stong. Each week, we'll look at ways to choose courage every day, as I know even the smallest acts of courage matter. Through inspiration and action, we can grow into who we are truly meant to be. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I'm trying to figure out how to go live. Here we go. I'm sending you all love and hugs this Friday. This has been quite a week, hasn't it? Starting with Martin Luther King Jr. um, and our um, ideas about what it means to be the light, to show love, to speak for justice everywhere. And then we had an election. And so many people had so many thoughts about the election and it was a lot for people to process. So I just offered this all to you. How are you handling yourself? What are you making this time mean? What are you thinking about life in general? So we have two questions for the Friday Coach Live Q&A. Here we go. Um, Why is it so hard to give up certain foods? And I've rewritten this because why not? This is impulse control. Why is it so hard to control my impulses? And we often think about this in the context of children. Like, oh, they just lack impulse control. And we know, right? This is mediated by our prefrontal cortex. But it also impacts adults as well. My, um, I, I also say, like, why is it so hard to... And I get this, these questions, right? As a cognitive behavioral coach, someone who trained Cinco, the lab rat in graduate school, like learned to be principles of behavior and what it means. Um, and so we learn all of these things, right? Not quite sure what's going on. Um, just having some, some, uh, some tech challenges on the Instagrams here. Please bear with me um, as I uh, do this. Let's uh, okay, well, we're, we just won't go live on the Instagrams right now. No props, no no biggies. Okay, so um, we then we're also talking about how do I change how I feel? Like if I'm having a bad day, it seems overwhelming. It seems hard. It seems all the things. Um, and so can you talk to me about that experience? Yes, yes, I can. So first, let's talk about why it's hard to control our impulses. And if you have questions, you know you can always email me, hello at jessicastong.com. If you happen to be watching this live and not listening to it as a podcast, please know you can type in your questions at any time. So we know that this beautiful prefrontal cortex that we have, it mediates 11 distinct executive skills. I call those like the adulting skills. And oftentimes we think, kids need to have these skills managed by the age of seven as well. And so um, when we see that we have strengths and weaknesses in some areas, we know that we can work with our brain instead of against it. So when you go to change, when you go about changing the way you eat or what you do, your primitive brain, what you guys hear me talk about it all the time, designed to seek pleasure, keep the status quo, avoid pain, right? Our short-term reward system is rewarded for that primitive brain. 
complex, as I would call it. The foods that we eat will give us those dopamine hits and we're like, ah, we feel better. So that primitive brain's always looking for that short-term reward of, of certain foods that give us all the feel-good hormones that we need in our life. And so when you think about it, why is it so hard for me to give it up? Well, oftentimes I think about, I'm just gonna skip for it because the sun's in my eyes. I think about, of course it's hard. Change is hard for our brains. Our brains are wired just to keep doing what we've always done. And so it is um, energy consuming to use your prefrontal cortex all the time to control your impulses for specific foods. Or uh, people will come to me and say, I want to, to do what I say I'm gonna do. I want to write. But when it comes to writing or when it comes to meditation, I decide I don't have the time to do it or I decide I'm too tired. I decide not to do it. So we need to look hard at what our thoughts and emotions, what we are creating in response to what we can and can't do. So often we allow our brains to dominate the conversation of our lives. We allow that primitive voice to say, it's too hard to do this. It's too time consuming. It's too challenging. I can't control my impulses. It's too much for me. So oftentimes um, I talk to my clients. We learn this in cognitive behavioral interventions. You have an urge jar. So you might want to, let's use this, you might want to give up sugar. That's what this person was talking about. Um, and your brain, your body, your system craves sugar, right? We know this. We know that sugar is such a, a, just something that we are addicted to, right? And so I want you to start bringing attention to all the times that you crave sugar, all the times that your brain is saying, you must have this right now to make yourself feel better, right? We often use food like sugar or other things, gluten, all the things, to make ourselves, to numb our feelings, to make ourselves feel better. And so when we bring attention, when we bring awareness to it, we are saying, okay, I can have an impulse, an urge, but I can control that. I don't have to give into it. I can look at the story I'm telling myself about why I need this in the first place. Or let's say that you've decided that you want to start exercising. And really, your urge is to stay sedentary, right? It's to not exercise. It's not to do something new. Exercise might be for you something new. And so your brain will want to stick with that short-term pleasure of staying sedentary, of sitting down, of watching Netflix, rather than going out and doing the exercise. Because that would require us, what, to be intentional with how we spend our time or what we do with our brain and how we're managing our brain, but also to control our impulses. And some of us are better at this than others. You know, often we say, oh, I lack self-discipline. What we lack is an understanding of how 
to manage this skill. It's a skill deficit, not a personality defect. You are not across the board lazy or lack discipline. It's that all or nothing thinking. It's that cognitive distortion of ignoring the positive, discounting the positive. You are not allowing your brain to look at all the good things. You're not working with your brain instead of against it when you go to change. That's why I'm so passionate about teaching people how to change because people are not out there in this world telling you this is how your brain works. This is how you work with your brain. This is how you manage change on the other side. So often we're told you just need to white knuckle it. You need to develop habits of mind and habits of spirit. Baloney. <laughs> uh, respectfully, baloney, right? You need to understand why the thoughts and emotions behind the action you were taking. Until you get clear about that, you will not change the action. You may change it temporarily, but it will not change permanently. And so what we tend to do when we want to give up certain foods or when we want to start doing something or get organized, we want to focus only on the action because that's what we're taught in our society. We want to only look at what's the action and not what's driving the action or inaction in this case. And so I want you to get clear. Let's say you want to give up certain foods. Here's your homework exercise. I want you to write down why it matters. Why would you want to give up sugar? What is the long-term gain of giving up sugar? You know I have all over, also available in on my Etsy shop. <laughs> Look at me. I have, no, I don't have this available. Never mind, false alarm. LT over ST. Long-term gain over short-term pain. I choose when you're thinking about impulse control, and you guys know that since this is mediated in our prefrontal cortex, we do not fully develop our prefrontal cortex area until mid-20s. And here's the deal. We have strengths and weaknesses. It's not going to be the same for everyone. And we don't have a cookie cutter brain. And that's wonderful. And that's why our world is vibrant and beautiful and, and big and lovely. We don't all have the same brains. And we do not judge others for their lack of, well, I do sometimes, lack of impulse control. Because their brain is their brain, and they are learning how to work with their brain. It doesn't matter if you want to start waking up early. It doesn't matter if you want to go to bed later, which is always my case, which is hysterical, right? A lot of people are like, I want to go to bed earlier. No, I want to go to bed later. And so I want you to see that like, you have to get clear about why you are doing what you are doing. And that boils down to your thoughts and emotions. So often, we don't want to say, I eat to feel better. I eat because I'm lonely. I eat because I'm bored. I eat these foods because I'm not getting the dopamine I, I need from my daily life. I have to get it artificially. When people talk about getting organized, when people talk, like there's some, there's a reason I can't get organized. My, my story has always been, I'm just not an organized person. I've always been disorganized. Well, that is true. That story doesn't serve me. 
My mom can tell you as a young child, my bedroom was always in complete disarray. It didn't manage my brain. So on the other side, I decide what I want my thoughts to be. I am a work in progress. I am figuring it out. There is nothing I cannot do. I know everything is working out for me. These are all thoughts I use to help manage my mind as I go about changing. Because you guys know the work happens in the chasm, in the space between here we are now and here we are where we want to be. It's not, we have not arrived when we've given up the foods. We have arrived when we are doing the work to give up the foods or to get organized or to start exercising. I always, I, I feel um, it gets quite awkward when I tell my clients, it's not about what you do. It's about what you think while you're doing it. And they're like, well, yeah, I'm kind of paying you for transformation. And yes, it's true, we get transformation, but for me, the exciting part is the process, the growth that you get while you are doing it, while you are learning. And that comes from, sweet friends, reflection as you were doing, reflection as you were taking action, constant, um, that skill of metacognition, again, mediated in our prefrontal cortex thinking about your thinking, thinking about why you are doing certain things and what is driving your action. So if you have questions, specific questions about this, um, I invite you to email me, type it in, anything you need. But it all comes down to, look, I've got my whiteboard, your thoughts. So if your thought is, I can't give up this food. If your thought is, I can give, I normally just stick with a diet for a week and then fall off. What's going to happen, sweet friends? Your thoughts always end up as your results, only because of the emotions and actions on the in-between. So of course you're not going to change when your thought does not support the result you want. You need help figuring this out. I want to help you. <gasps> Hi, sweet friend. Reflection as I do, knowing my way, things I know I need to do, but I appreciate the reminder. Oh, my sweet friend, like, why are you, why does this matter to you? Why is this important in your life? Because obviously it matters. Obviously there's a reason. I always ask like, sure, you want to give up sugar. Why? What does that say about you? Sure, you want to start exercising. Why? What will this do for you? We get this one and precious life. How are you living it? How are you spending your time? You get a choice in every moment, even when it feels like you don't, even when it feels like you're just taking care of kids and your job and your family and your aging relatives and right, and, and, and. You get a choice in how you want to think and feel about it. Okay, ah. um, okay, how do I change how I feel? Like if I'm having a bad day, I'm having a bad day. I talk a lot about emotion creation, that we can create the emotions we want in our life. How? By changing our thinking, by creating thoughts on purpose to create how we want to feel. So oftentimes I think 
emotions that don't serve us stick around because we're not willing to feel them. We resist the emotions. We resist so hard. And we are also good at resisting emotions by distracting, by restricting them, by overreacting to them. And so we resist how we are feeling and it's just going to stick around. I will tell you, last Saturday, I was having one of those bad days. I woke up, the house was a mess. You guys know my experience with angry cleaning. I was cleaning and I was having what my brain was telling me was, this is a bad day. No one else cares. No one helps me around the house. I am alone, right? I don't think those things. Sometimes our hormonal experience of the world is different. Sometimes our, I don't, the, it's a full moon, whatever you want to think about it. It's a different, we have a different mindset of which we approach the day. And so if I want to change how I feel, I have to get clear about the thoughts that are driving that emotion. So when I was angry, I wasn't clear about all the thoughts that no one's helping me around the house and I have to do everything myself and no one carries their weight. And darn it, I'm homeschooling and not getting any credit for it. Like that was there, that's where I went, right? Like who, who do I need credit from? Sweet friends, how do, what, why? So you have to get super clear about what your brain is doing in the process of those emotions. If you're just feeling the emotions, and oftentimes we just start with the emotional experience because it's so big and so loud and takes up so much space in our brains. And we have to get quiet. We have to turn inward and understand that it is always a thought creating that emotion. It's always a thought driving that emotion. And so I offer this to you as a way to say, you get to choose, but you have to feel. You cannot deny your feelings and think happy thoughts, but just hope that those emotions just magic away, just poof, into the ethers, out of our situation. And so I invite you, you know, my favorite phrase is feel it to heal it, right? What if you put that up and that is available in my Etsy shop? Oh, I do love a good, I, I do love a good product placement. Also, if you were watching this on the podcast, you don't see me cutting my own hair with Theo's hairbrush, uh, but it's a, it's a good look for me as I get, as I start getting nervous about my product placements, right? Anywho, you have to feel it. You have to feel all of it. There are not good emotions. There are not bad emotions. There are emotions that serve us. There are emotions that hinder us. But all emotions are worthy and valid. You don't get to choose. This is the only emotion I'll feel, and that's the only emotion that's available to me. All emotions are valid. So if you're having a bad day, you feel that. You acknowledge it. You don't try in the name of toxic positivity to will it away. You identify, you accept, 
you embrace the thoughts and emotions and then decide on the other side of feeling if that is serving you, if that is something you wanna keep. Sweet friends, you get to change how you feel, but that is not through ignoring what you were already feeling. That is only the result of accepting and committing to your emotional experience now. Okay, 20 minutes is up, sweet friends. It's been a whirlwind. I feel um, on these Q&As, no, please note that I am always, always available for your questions. Um, I love, love answering these. Like, I just feel so grateful for this opportunity to be present and just to educate. I am so on fire about my work. I'm so on fire about this, this work. Just so you know, next month in the Courageous Life Society is connection. <laughs> we finished, um, my dear friend uh, edited the action guide. Um, it is ready to go, friends. We are ready and you get one of three tracks in, in this idea of courageous connection. You can work on your connection with yourself. So often, we don't know what we think about ourselves. We don't know what we feel about ourselves. We don't, aren't truthful about the stories we're telling ourselves about us, about our strengths, about our weaknesses, about what we like, what we don't like, what's easy, we don't understand, and aren't clear about our manual for our lives and how we should live, and even if that's something we want to take on and, and keep for ourselves. So that's one track, tracked of the courageous connection. Another option for courageous connection exploration for the month of February is connection to others. You guys know one of my most favorite topics is courageous conversations. And so we really talk about owning your connection to others, owning your thoughts and feelings of others, of what you think others should do and who you are in reference, you know one of the most important things that I think that we can learn and to share with others is, is how to be seen and allowing ourselves to be seen and to be loved. And in this exploration of courageous connection, one of the tracks is on connection with others and what and how you create those connections that will fuel you. We know research after research has talked about connection as it relates to positive outcomes in life and our psychological health. So that's another area. Finally, the third track um, is a spiritual connection. Your connection to God, the divine, your higher source, your higher power, and what that means in relation to all of the other work you do in your life. So that's an option for you. I will have people try to focus on one, themselves, others, spiritual connections. But I mean, who am I? I'm not policing anybody. You can join and do all three, right? There's The sky is the limit. But when we look at each of those connections, we understand that we have the power to shape and to be seen and to be felt and to be known by ourselves, by others, by our, our spiritual source. And so the work in that becomes creating connection, true and courageous connection, and being the person we are meant to be. Okay, sweet friends, 
I love you all. Happy week. I'll see you on Monday or Friday. Um, here's to a courageous life. XO, XO. See you all. Bye. And as always, I want to remind you, if you want more information about how to work with me, if you really um, have heard anything on this episode that you're like, wait a minute, you can go to jessicastong.com. You can learn more information about the Courageous Life Society, a group coaching membership that really helps you take all this information and apply it. And also you can get more information about one-on-one -on -one coaching. Thank you so much and have a great and courageous week, everyone.